Oh, hi. Is this uh, Chris Gardner? Mr. Resco, how are you, sir? Hi. How you doing, Chris? I'm how doing, doing well. Thank you for calling. Oh, my pleasure. I'm trying to. <laughs> I've got a bunch of calls to make. I'm trying to get to them. Oh no, I appreciate it. I was just about to watch the video that's on the uh, conference website. Oh yes, I guess they probably did the teleconference, right? I mm -hmm. assume something uh, like that. I think you did an interview maybe with uh, Haley Out or whatever. I don't know who's, but it's a video. Oh yeah, I, yeah. I did an interview yeah. yesterday with Haley. Yes, okay. that so, should yeah. be on the website also. Yep. Oh, okay. Well, just a few questions. I know you're a busy man. Um, are there any concerns? I did listen to the teleconference today, but since we go under the 101, I don't want to ask you know the same thing. Are there sure. any concerns with uh, negative feedback or people who, because I mean, listening to um, a call, UConn fans, or maybe just the older media, older fans, any concerns about negative feedback from older fans who don't want to uh, adapt to the, the ESPN Plus and I guess a new form of technology? Well, you know, it's one of those things where I don't want to appear insensitive to those concerns. So you, you always, you know, take them seriously. But I really do believe this deal will be, you know, a home run for the conference in all respects. I think people will embrace ESPN Plus. It's it's relatively easy to get access to it. It's relatively uh, inexpensive when you think about it, four ninety nine a month. Uh, it's available everywhere. It, high quality productions and you know there'll be sports on it that you just wouldn't be able to see anywhere else so i'm hoping that um, you know people embrace it it is the digital age direct to consumer is the way things are moving um, and the other thing about this deal uh, chris is we we are getting more coverage more guaranteed coverage of our games on the espn primary channels you know espn espn2 espnu and then add abc for football uh, we're getting more coverage than we got. We're getting more more guaranteed games, so we're getting more of the primary networks coverage, and yet we're now also part of the uh, you know the digital future. You really need to be part of that. This is the way I think consumers are going to uh, get sports. And ESPN Plus is, you know, there are some networks we've had programming on that were only available in half or fewer than half, uh, less than half of the country. Now, if you're no matter where you are, you can get ESPN Plus. Now, granted, there will be some growing pains, and there will be some, you know, people who have you know some trouble maybe with the technology or whatever. But I think we can help. ESPN can help explaining to people how to how to get it to our fans. But uh, no, I I think this is the way we had to go as a conference. Also, we needed to generate a headline deal, you know, a, a deal that was a game changer, which I think we did. And that's all part of this, too. You know, ESPN Plus is an important part of what Disney and ESPN are doing. And that enabled us to, you know, to, to have a presence there and to generate a higher rights fee than we probably would have gotten otherwise. Is there you, – you, you mentioned this is this new deal, media rights deal, is some sort of like having – being branded on ESPN Plus. Any ideas, any discussions or, that you can mention how that will work in terms of how much or how will the AAC logo be on ESPN? How's that going to work with the branding part of it? I think you're going to have a branded, essentially a, a branded American digital network on ESPN Plus. You know, you'll have, um, you know, a, um, a, a section of it that's devoted to the American. You'll have the ability to have alerts for, for American programming. You'll have the ability to, uh, you know, to have uh, that, 
you know, that portion of the, the ESPN Plus app devoted to, you know, our digital offerings. So I, I think it's almost, as I said today, it's almost like having our own network, our own digital network on ESPN Plus. You know, we're going to have uh, some prominent, um, you know, promotion. And uh, I think it's it's going to be, um, you know, the branding I think is going to help us. And for, for fans who want to find our programming, they can they can program their app to make sure that all our games come up. Anything that's happening that has anything to do with the American will will uh, they'll get an alert. So uh, I think it's going to be good in that regard. Just a couple more things, uh, if you don't mind, with sure. um, the people at the American Digital Network. Will they just transition over to ESPN Plus, or and plus with the conference moving soon to my state of Texas, up in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, how is it all going to tie together? Yeah, they will. Our digital network will go on ESPN Plus, so it'll it'll um, you know it'll it'll blend in, but it'll we'll be producing those events, and and they'll now be on Plus. There won't be they won't be on our our digital network. Um, and so those people will continue to do what they do. Uh, as far as the, the office move, yeah, that's something that just makes sense because we're so far from all of our schools now. The geographical composition of this conference has changed dramatically over the last six years, and uh, we're no longer, you know, based in the Northeast like the old Big East was. And yet our offices is in Providence, which is about as far from all our schools as you can get. And it's a great place to live. It's a nice community, and we have a nice office here. But we think that ultimately we need to be closer to our schools. We want them to visit us. We want to be able to visit them. In addition, when you have a school in the marketplace, as you know, people come in, ADs, coaches, you know, presidents, staff, they come in and they, and they, you know, they can, you can say, you can get down to the arena and say hello. You can go to the football stadium and say hello. And that you can't do in a place like Providence now because Providence College is in the Big East is not in our conference. So nobody, you know, nobody's coming to visit the Dunk, uh, you know, Dunkin' Donuts Center where you can say hello. That's going to change, you know, when uh, obviously you have a team in Dallas. What are your <laughs> What are your thoughts on just two things? What are your thoughts on the rumors of other of like, other schools? trying to get trying to hire current AAC uh, basketball coaches. I saw that. Yeah, I, I saw I saw I think I saw Arkansas might have some interest in in Calvin although it's just a report. And then I saw that Vanderbilt might have some interest in Johnny Dawkins. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I uh you know I, you know I've learned just not to be concerned about that just when people ask me about well do you worry about realignment down the road. I say no, I don't lose any sleep over it at all. If it happens, it happens. If a coach goes, a coach goes. He'll have, you know, his or her personal reasons. I hope they don't. I think Kelvin's extremely happy at Houston. I think Houston's a, you know, a great job, and I think Houston's a destination job. I think he's got a tremendous situation, brand new arena, you know, uh, a program now that's going to continue to be relevant. Um, and uh, the same thing with Johnny's done remarkable things at UCF. What he did this weekend was just phenomenal. It's a shame they didn't win, but what a statement. And uh, I think he likes it there. I think uh, he likes the athletic director, you know, Danny White, just as I think, uh, you know, Chris Pesman is a great guy at Houston, the AD. I think coaches want a certain level of comfort and, you know, uh, a place where their families are comfortable. And I think Kelvin and, and uh, you know, Johnny have that. Now, 
have no idea if they'll ultimately take another job and maybe the P5 schools can offer more money. But uh, I think they're happy where they are. We'll see. We've had an easier time, i got to tell you, um, uh, Chris. We've had an easier time keeping basketball coaches than football coaches. You know, that's where it gets dicey because they, they typically make a lot more money in the P5. Uh, they have probably better bowl access where – Whereas a tournament's the tournament, right? If you make it, you make it. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter what conference you're playing, and we're a good conference anyway. In basketball, we are, we are viewed as a as a power seven. Uh, in football, we're still struggling with that, even though we're really good in football. And I don't, football, we don't get the respect we deserve. Basketball, we're starting to, and uh, we've got a lot of pedigree, got a lot of blue bloods in basketball. Uh, but uh, you know, in the end, um, you know, you just want a, a fair shot, and uh, I think. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna continue to build those programs, and uh, that'll help us retain coaches and a whole bunch of other things. And last question, you're leading into my last question. What are your thoughts on Houston being in the Sweet 16 face Kentucky, as well as Wichita State being in the Final Four of the NIT? Well, I'm excited. First of all, we hadn't had a Sweet 16 team, Chris, since 2014 when UConn and Louisville went from our conference. We came really close last year. We should have won both of those games in the second round, but we didn't. This year, we should have won both of them, but at least Houston did make it, and that's the first school we've had make the Sweet 16 since 2014. And that's held our conference back a bit. We've had a lot of bad luck in the tournaments. We lost a lot of close games that we probably could have won. Uh, But the fact that we finally broke through and got a Sweet 16 team and a a team with a chance to go even further is pretty big for the conference. It really is, Uh, and and we needed that. And, you know, as you know, you get judged by – how many teams you're, you know, you're sending to the conference, but not or excuse me, the tournament, but also how well they do. Mm-hmm. They've got to, they got to, they have to advance, and we needed that. We needed Houston to win, and we almost had two. We came within a hair, as you know, of getting two, and it would have been the biggest upset probably in years. And your thoughts on Wichita State and the NIT? They're still playing. Oh, oh yeah, I'm sorry, I, I mm-hmm. neglected to mention that. Yeah, I sent uh, Darren Boatwright a message last night. I was thrilled. They beat Indiana. They're going to. They're going to Madison Square. It's a great building block. You know, the NIT has been, you know, spawning ground for, for teams that really are going to do well the following years in the NCAA tournament. You know, teams that have won the NIT have often gone to do great things in the tournament. UConn is, is an example in the old days. So the NIT gives you valuable experience. Uh, you get to play in Madison Square Garden. Uh, you get to, you know, and, and winning it is nice. You know, the kids always feel pride in winning something. Uh, and so consequently, uh, I think Wichita getting this far is terrific. What it really shows is that, you know, uh, Greg Marshall can coach, and we took a young team and, and really developed it throughout the season. By the end of the season, it was far better than at the beginning, and uh, the fact that he, he's, he had to win three road games to get to Madison Square Garden for the NIT, he did it. He's peaking at the right time. He's got a really good team, so I'm pleased. Commissioner, thank you as always, and as a basketball media person, I'm really looking forward to covering all the teams next year because I think it would be even better than this year's success with Wichita yeah, State and UConn, and et cetera. So thank you for your time, yeah. and I'll see you probably in October at uh, Media Day for basketball. Absolutely. We'll look forward to it. Thank, thank you. you. Bye-bye.